This episode of The Geeky Ones is presented to you by Ambidexter. Check out ambidexter.media for more information. Hi everyone, welcome to episode, I think, 58 or 59 of the Geeky Ones podcast. The, uh, this is Steven. Uh, Jude will be following us uh, in a little bit. Um, today I am joined by Michael from the Vocal Alliance community on Facebook. Uh, today we will be talking about Wrestle Kingdom 15. Uh, before that, I just wanted to say Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2021 after all. Um, hopefully you guys had a good holiday. Hopefully you guys stayed safe and inside your houses. Um, so uh, let me introduce you to Michael. He's our guest for today. He started be as a New Japan fan in Wrestle Kingdom 10 when he watched the Nakamura versus Styles match. Um, and he's been a wrestling fa uh, New Japan wrestling fan ever since. So Michael, welcome to the podcast. Uh, hi, uh, thanks for having me. I'm just like uh, a fanboy that just loves talking about wrestling and other nice. things. Nice, cool, thank you very much. All right, thank you for joining us. New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 15, presented by Varsan Disinfectant. So the pre-show of day one involved the New Japan Rambo or Rumble um, for the KOPW 2021 uh, Provisional Championship. So for those people who are not where the KOPW is just a trophy. It's not really an official belt of New Japan. Uh, it's basically like their comedy comedy trophy. So it's been with Toru Yano for like the past whole year. And it's such a convoluted trophy that you don't really know how to explain it properly. Um, in this case, they had a Royal Rumble style match for WWE fans. And the last four remaining wrestlers would participate in the Fatal 4-Way. Now, Michael, what are your thoughts on the New Japan Rambo? Um, I'll be honest. Like, it might not be the most popular match in the card, but I always mm -hmm. look forward to it every Wrestle Kingdom. Because, mm. um, well, number one is because there are so many uh, wrestlers who don't really get enough spotlight in Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Not because, you know, they're not they don't deserve it. It's more of because like Wrestle Kingdom is already a really long show. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um but yeah regarding this one specifically, I, I'm I'm actually a fan of the KOPW um <laughs> championship because mm -hmm. number one, Toriano is one of my favorite wrestlers in terms of mm -hmm. um and in terms of like what it brings to the table for New Japan. It's it's really crazy because <laughs> mm -hmm. different matches have been made with different stip stipulations. So you had uh, a stipulation wherein they had to remove all four corners of the turnbuckle pads. The one with ZSJ. You also had the one where they had to body slam each other. First one to body slam, mm -hmm. their opponent wins. Um, and it, it's it's really crazy. It's like, like it's a, for me, it's a good way to like add variety to um, New Japan's matches because mm -hmm. you always see this hard hitting uh, strike fest when it comes to um, New Japan. Um, but adding that little bit of comedy or that little variety in the sense, the different stipulations, it's quite refreshing, actually. 
Um, but going back to the New Japan Rumble, um, I, I I really like the storytelling that they did. Regarding uh, mm. Chase Owens, it's like, oh, I'm number one and I'll be number one. <laughs> and then like, well, mm. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be number one. And But the thing is, the next entries that he gets matched up with, it's, it's, a, it's a mountain to say the least. <laughs> mm. Um, what did you think of Yano never even entering the match? <laughs> I, I I like it because it's um it's 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 really what Yano would do. <laughs> mm, exactly. Like given how much he has to go through just to defend the title, it's mm. like yeah, this is expected, and I I don't I don't feel bad that Yano had to do such a thing because it's Yano. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, um, Yano finds a way to <clears throat> get to the final four without even entering the whole thing. So, we got our final four for day two Chase Owens, Bushi, Bad Luck Fale, and Toriano. So, we move on to the main show, which is started off by Hiromu Takahashi versus El Fantasmo. Uh, the winner of the 27th BOSJ, Best of the Super Junior, and the Super J Cup. Uh, the difference between the Best of the Super Junior and Super J Cup is Super J Cup is open to all companies, while Best of the Super Junior is mainly New Japan and their partners. Um, in this case, uh, this year's New Japan Best of the Super Juniors was only done in Japan, so it's mainly NJPW wrestlers who participated. Uh, the tournament was won by Hiromu Takahashi, and the Super J Cup was won by El Fantasmo, uh, which he won in NJPW USA. Uh, what did you think of this match? Because personally, I kind of felt like this was an unnecessary match. Like, it was okay, but then like later on, you realize, parang, did we really need this? Or, like It felt like a filler match. What did you think? I, I, I could see where you're coming from regarding that. Um, I, it, it was because the thing is, this was the first of official match on the card. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it seemed a little off for me, mm. not because of the match itself, but because of how the environment was. Because the Japanese crowd is very quiet. Yeah. And given the COVID policy that New Japan has, um, mm. it just became even quiet. Yeah. In more quiet. Um, mm. so. I, I, I really couldn't pinpoint what about this match was a bit off for me. Mm -hmm. Because uh, Hiromu and El Fantasmo are always fun to watch, honestly. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think, in, in a sense, like Kayfabe boys, um, yeah. I think it makes sense to have this match because you do have two tournaments regarding the weight division and you want the best to fight the best, mm. is the champion. So it makes sense. But yeah, I could see why you would count it as like a filler match. Yeah. All right. So I just felt like this match, the, the pacing was off. I don't know. Like the ke the chemistry of the two together just didn't feel right. But then they don't know each other that much because I think this is their first official singles matches. So I think it might take a while for them to like really, really like get to know what what to do next. But I'm gonna. So like so. Okay, this is how Hiromu won in this picture right here. He won via Hurricane Hurricane Rana roll up, and it's like that's so not that's so not Hiromu to do. Like you know, Hiromu will always go all out in his matches, but this is the first match I think 
he did not go all out. Yeah, it, it it also did feel like that. Like apart from the start, because the start because how the match started off was like uh, El Phantasma wanted to find Jushin Thunder Liger, right? Yeah, so that he could that's true. So that he could put on the jacket on El Phantasma. But yeah, just to cut it short, he some moves happened, and the second move that happened was basically a dive bomb. Yeah. Um, onto the outside. So that was typical Hiromu fashion, where it's like, mm, that's a bit. Mm, I would I wouldn't like to see that multiple times. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the finish of it was kind of iffy, because um, you do have that roll up, uh, and. But you could also argue that the whole point of that was um, Hiromu was like getting worked on with the hand, and there was something with El Phantasmo's super kicks mm. that was just that just seemed to be hitting really hard at Hiromu. Um, Yet, but yeah, the the whole uh, finish was kind of iffy in a Wrestle Kingdom kind of sense. All right. So, what are you, like is your final thought on the match? If you were to give it. I don't know, five stars. How many stars would you give it? I think a good three and a half. Okay. Like that, that's still pretty high, especially like um yeah, given Wrestle Kingdom standards. Uh we are now at the IWGP heavyweight tag team match. Uh, before that, Jude, how's your holidays? Okay, it's fine. I played a lot of stuff. Mm. I also did some work. Today. Nice. Did some work holiday work, but you know, holiday pay is and then I, I just got to finish a few games and yeah, and mm. watch Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Saying hi to Angelo Pinera II of the MTG Show podcast. Happy New Year. He said he's asking any random thoughts on Pierce? Not really. I don't really care about WWE that much anymore. Not being a purist know. or anything, but like but it's think, just. I, I think eh. Adam Pierce Lemon is okay because he's, he's, you know, he's a capable guy. Yeah, like, I mean, even though I think he's a bit diminished, maybe like you know he's older, he doesn't wrestle that much. Castle, yeah, I think you know it's it's nice to have a match. Have the I uh, know it's nice for him to have a match if he's the one going to compete because there's still a chance. You know he's an authority figure. They're not gonna they're not gonna push for that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's go to New Japan. Okay, so. Second match of the event is the um, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. And that is um, with Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, the Dangerous Stackers, as the defending champions. And their challengers, which are the World Tag League winners, Tangaloa and Tamatonga, the Gorillas of Destiny. And this match was pretty nice. Like, um, been a while since I watched a good amount of tag team wrestling, so this one is really uh, an important match for God because before before they headed into this match, they were um, they had this uh, slight Tokyo Dome curse where they haven't won a match in Tokyo Dome. Like, no, it doesn't matter if they're the defending tag team champions when they enter Wrestle Kingdom, they always lose in the Tokyo Dome. And uh, this this match though uh, was different for them. So this is the match where they finally broke the curse and 
broke the IWGP heavyweight tag team record of having the most reigns out of any tag team in New Japan. So that's their seventh title reign, and that means they beat the likes of um, Tenkozy and even the Young Bucks, technically, because the Young Bucks have won six and then won the heavyweight tag belts. And yeah, um, what are you, uh, any, uh, any more thoughts? Oh, um, re- regarding this match, I just enjoy like uh, Gorillas of Destiny a lot whenever they wrestle. Um, well, the the only thing that I have that I don't really like when it comes to God matches are Jado. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Jado, 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 Jado. But uh, I I I still. Um, the match kind of made it better though because they had the dynamic of Doki at least being there as an equalizer for Dangerous Techers. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think Doki with the... Was that with the pipe? Yeah, it's a pipe. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> the, the thing is, he had like well, the better weapon, I guess, but <laughs> Jado still like beat him uh, senseless. Um, but yeah, this, this was a really good match especially since given that it's technically a heel versus heel match yeah exactly it was heel versus heel match it was so weird yeah um, and yet Chi's so popular he's pretty much a face now so you know it doesn't matter anymore i think, I think in terms of this match um the most the more face i mean the less heel I mean, in this match could be the techers mm. since the since you know a lot of eyes are on uh bc so you know, you know, pe- people hate BC more right now. So yeah, and I, I, I love the Techers. I like, I mm. enjoyed watching their runs. I'm sad to see them end their run, but uh, the fact that they're not a real tag team, that means you know they're, they're they can only last so long. They're two huge single stars. That is true. That is true. Um, I personally am getting sick of the whole bully club shenanigan situation because it it just it's getting old. Like, like we get it, we get it. Now, okay, you're supposed to be against the new Japan style, blah 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 blah. But there's just not much to it anymore, honestly. There's just, there's just, just nothing there. It's kind of pointless to just keep on doing the exact same thing all over again. I like this one though. Like, mm. I really enjoyed watching this, and I just, I, I, I was happy to see uh, God win this. Like, yeah, of all the Bullet Club matches. This is the one that. I, I I was happy about I was happy with the result even though it's the it's BC. Next up we had the third match which was the IWGP US heavyweight right to challenge contract match between Kenta and Satoshi Kojima. But right. before we got there we saw a trailer for a um, very long lost long lost guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling, the IWGP United States Champion, John Moxley. What did you guys think of the John Moxley promo? Let's start with Michael. Regarding with John Moxley, I think it's it's a it's a typical John Moxley promo, which is <laughs> not really a bad thing. It, it's it's like it's really foreboding and really threatening that kind of promo. Um, it's I don't know, like. The inner wrestling fanboy in me just wished, like, come on, mention AEW, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it was just fun seeing Moxley back, especially with the belt that, you know, hasn't been seen in quite a while. 
I think a year, no? It's been a year. It's it's almost a oh, <laughs> eight months at least. Like. Shit. Yeah. That's long. That is crazy long. <laughs> but yeah, nice to see Mox with with the belt. Like I think the belt was stuck with him and Renee's home. <laughs> like, you know, just, just chilling there. Like I, I wonder if it was uh it was at some point used for holiday decorations, you know, since it was just hanging somewhere in his home. But yeah, um yeah, John Moxley is back. Like it's about time that they he they actually found a way to integrate him to <laughs> the story to somehow the again. To end New Japan again. They say He's been so busy with AEW, you know. He was he had a he had a pretty solid run as their champion. But yeah, he also has the US title, and Kent has been itching to defend, <laughs> to, to compete for that. And you know, he has defended the right to challenge more times than the actual title he's challenging for <laughs> is defended so for 2020. Yeah. And that, <sighs> that's pretty nasty like wait how many defenses did mox have i think he only had one against Minoru Suzuki. he only had two one against juice on night two, okay, had, and then one against yeah. Minoru suzuki okay. the third challenger was supposed to be zach saber jr but COVID happened oh but uh, yeah they they kind of scrapped that angle i would love to see that though you know yeah. british guy holding the u.s belt is it's the colonizer's the, revenge one of the co- corniest uh wrestling tropes you could get but pretty fun at times but yeah mm. But yeah, let's talk about this match. Let's see. Uh, Satoshi. Ko- oh yeah, okay. This was All supposed right. to be Juice Robinson, right? Yes, yeah. Juice Robinson versus Kenta. But um, uh, Juice Robinson suffered a fractured orbital eye bone, so that's very bad because um, the bone that supports <laughs> I, your I, eyes, man. It's, I imagine it's... how I I imagine I I feel my I always feel my orbital bone whenever I hear about an orbital bone injury. Cause and then you know it's it's nasty, tagaga. Um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, I would love to have seen Juice wrestle against Kenta. Like, hmm. Juice is always a fun guy to see uh, compete, especially for the U.S. title. He, that's been his. Uh, that's been the belt he's been. That's his singles belt that he always chases. Yeah, but Satoshi Ko- Ko- Kojima is not a bad choice. Um, out of uh, maybe some of the older New Japan guys, I think Satoshi Kojima has one of the be- one of the has. Uh, still a lot in the tank, like in some way. Yeah. And you know, he competed hard against Kenta. Like Kenta 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 had a difficult time in this match, right? Like it's not a match that you you'd expect na um a legend just uh having difficulty, you know. No, it was Kojima just trying his doing his darn best to mm. to turn back the clock. And you know, in some way this is also you know, you can also count this as somewhat of a dream match because I don't, I can't remember <laughs> Satoshi Kojima and Kenta competing before. Because and remember, you know, Kojima was uh, an AJPW champion and an NJPW champion, and Kenta is no way. So you know, it's interpromotional. It's a nice Japanese wrestling, I know, dream match. You know, it's kind of you know, it's you would have wanted this earlier in their yeah, career, but definitely. This with but this is nice, you know. Machine gun chops on Kenta were were beautiful though. <laughs> yeah. All right, Michael, what did you think of Kenta versus Satoshi Kojima? I have to agree, machine gun chops on gun chops in general <laughs> always fun to see. Yeah, I I also just just made me realize this might be a 
thing that I might go back to with the next matches. But like a lot of managers in, in the matches for this Wrestle Kingdom. Like a lot no, of no. people were, comp- were accompanied by uh, other people as well. Because um, one of the things that stood out for me in this match was like Ten- Tenzan just got like shoved by Kojima and then he was down for a considerably long time. Because it's like, okay, <laughs> you're dead, son. Um, <laughs> I, I doubt so is yeah. that uh, fragile in that yeah. match. Should be. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, another thing that stands out for me in this match was um, I, I'm I'm gonna butcher it, so I won't say it. Um, the thing that Kojima just yells whenever he hits someone after the machine gun chops and then puts them into the turnbuckle and then hits them with the lariat on the turnbuckle, I think. Or forearm, sorry. Um, yeah, for me, whenever I watch a Kojima match, I always love hearing the crowd yelling that. <clears throat> the problem is, again, COVID kind of... Yeah. Because it's that. <laughs> Kojima's the only one yelling it. It doesn't have the same oomph. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is really a, a really solid match. And again, yeah, we did talk about like how Bullet Club doesn't really the shenanigans of Bullet Club. Yeah. It wasn't seen here much, honestly. It can't it, other than the briefcase, yeah. It this yeah. is more uh this is I, this is one I'd like more. <laughs> mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. So this match, how many stars would you guys give it? Oh okay. Um, this one surprised me. Sige, I'll start. Uh, this one surprised me the on how good it was. Like it was better than, I guess, what a lot of people expect. Mm-hmm. So I'll give this a three and a half. Me. All right. What about you, Michael? What's your rating for Kenta versus Satoshi Kojima? Yeah, given that you know the previous match that I gave three and a half, I think this one's four because it's really like a good. Mm. Nice, nice. That slap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, one thing worth noting on that match, it's a King's Road match, I think. I think Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I know I think I know AJPW and Noah are basically King's Road. King's Road so, style, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Was, nice. Was, nice. Uh, and then you know, he, I think Kojima had that DDT on Kenta in the apron. That was nasty. That was the Yeah, best. yeah. Here, here's a picture. Here's a picture. Um where is that? I think it was one of those, yeah. Uh oh. yeah, that one that was that one Woo. that one was that one was mm. blunt when I saw it like it it felt so stiff it was crazy. Yung talaga mapapapa si ko kay puta talaga like fuck that, like yeah. shit <laughs> like that like I was not expecting Kojima to go that far at his age considering yeah, he no, just no. turned fifty. And one thing the the lack of crowd noise you yeah. hear the thud. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, that's true. That's true. You hear the thud. So that, that one was um, mm. one of the few times that the lack of crowd noise was actually actually made uh, a, good a part thing. of a match <laughs> just more yeah. uh, scary. <laughs> yeah, grab it. Alright, so that is Kenta versus Satoshi Kojima where Kenta won with the help of the briefcase and Ajiko to sleep. Alright, so the main matches for day one were... Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Great Okan, Okada versus Osprey, and Naito versus Ibushi. Tanahashi versus Okan, I guess we can just breeze by this because honestly, not much happened. Uh, Jude, one liner, your thought on well, the I don't, special single okay, match. I don't think I can put a one line on this, but uh, solid, uh, solid singles debut for uh, solid 
the Wrestle Kingdom debut for Okan. I would have wanted to see him win this, but mm-hmm. you it's winning against the ace who's trying to defy his age <laughs> is a difficult task. But yeah, he didn't look like I just don't want him to look like a chump if he loses. Mm. And he didn't he didn't look uh he didn't even he didn't look bad. He looked really strong. Like like it was it was difficult. Like, you know, Tanahashi had to dig deep again for for this win. Like he had to go he had to go real uh he had to go really aggressive. And then, you know, oh that although this is this this match uh signaled like they signaled bad things to come for the for the Empire, it, it was a nice uh this was the this was the match that I was looking forward to for their stable next to um Shingo versus Cobb. Mm. So yeah, this one was nice. Like, you know, they want they're looking so uh they're looking at um Okan Hairi. So mm. and you know he his first two singles opponents are are two uh two of two new Japan aces. So uh, I just hope um I just hope his he gets a he finally gets a singles win in his next match. Hmm. That's all that's missing. And maybe to I'm too ahead here, but I do hope he gets um he gets into G one next uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> that one's uh, that one's all right. Shout out to Derv of Wrestling After Work. He says Kenta versus Satoshi Kojima was Florida Man versus Breadman. Um, what I love about his observation with Tanahashi versus Okan, it's the best observation I've ever seen. Kamen Rider fan Hiroshi Tanahashi, who has appeared on the Kamen Rider series several times now, and even Rei Kasaki of Psyche of uh, TJPW, former, um, currently on hiatus, I think. Tanahashi is a big Kamen Rider fan, and everybody knows that Tomoyuki Oka, the great Okan, is a huge anime fan. So <laughs> that's what made the feud with Okada so fun, was because we all know that Okada's wife, Suzuku Mimori, is a major character in Love Live, the anime. So it was like a super weeb trying to beat his dream girl's husband. <laughs> now it's a now it's another weeb versus another weeb. <laughs> well, you, you you can say that you know they're canon in Kamen Rider, and yeah, that's so true. Man. They can say that day in day out. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Michael, what are your thoughts on Tanahashi versus Okan? The the thing is, I just uh, really saw this as a match. It's like, yeah, Okan lost, but he, again, really solid uh, debut in Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. And you can clearly see that he, like, clings to what he knows well. Because, Mm -hmm. like, he he didn't do anything flashy. Mm -hmm. Like, given his body build, he can't as well. But, like, not something as compared to, like... You know, Tanahashi still has the flipping senton. He still has the scream and shout. But Okan, he was like body slam, Mongolian chop. So he sticks with the basics, but he does it really well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, there's just one part with the chair. I love this chair this moment oh, so yeah. much. It's like, Tanahashi's like, ah! It's like, yeah, throw it away. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh, this is, this is a new You remember that? It's like, ah! It's like, ah! No build up. Like even John Cena knows how to build this moment up. He's like, do I get the chair or not? It's like, nope. It's like, eh. it's like, what the fuck? It's, it's a very, it's a classic <laughs> face move that I, 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 I kind of had fun to see. 
Yeah. And then All about right. moveset, it's yeah, it's it's powerful. Like, yeah, very powerful. Like, very, very powerhouse. powerhouse. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, he, uh, yeah, he doesn't do anything flashy. He doesn't have to. And you know, he's he's a freaking. Uh, he's a freaking. He's supposed to be a zombie. I forgot the name of the. Uh, a Chinese zombie. A ch um, Chinese zombie. I forgot. The, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll search. Look it up in a bit. Yeah. All right, so that's our thought. So final thoughts on um, Okan versus Tanahashi. What's your final score? I think I'll also give this uh, oh, three and a half. Um, Sorry about that. It was a it was a good debut. I mean, it's a solid uh, it's a solid Wrestle Kingdom debut for Okan. But I think you know there were there were uh, there are even more there are even better matches after this. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah. Good. But or, the other ones are better, so mm, that's what all, all right, Michael. Even sorry? for the matches before mm. this. Mm, that's true. All right, Michael, what is your final score for Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Great Okan? Honestly, I think it's three point five. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it's give, given that three point five. I think no, um, knowing how rookies are, regard with regards to their Wrestle Kingdom debut, it's only gonna go up from there with Okan. So yeah. All right. So the match really just like elevates him. Mm. All right. Next up is probably one of the best matches of the whole week, and we're only like what nine days into 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so much shit has happened. <clears throat> um. Again, stay safe, friends in America, family, friends and family in America. Please stay safe. The world that such a mess. Anyway. Uh, fifth match, second to last match, the semi-main event is the, god, I hate this nickname, the Commonwealth Kingpin Will Ospreay versus the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada in what might have been, I thought, would be the match of the week, but fuck, man, like, I'm not even, yeah, all right, uh, let's start with Michael, what, what's your thought on Okada versus Osprey? Uh... Number one, uh, I agree with you. Commonwealth Kingpin should just be Kingpin. Um, exactly. Number number two, um, yeah, Osprey. Well, because the entire time, or at least how I've seen Osprey throughout New Japan, um, he really shows his high flying skills and how he can really hang with the best of the junior heavyweights. This one just shows that he can even hang with the heavyweights. Mm. Like, good God, um, he, he is hard hitting. And I think my favorite move from his moveset is the hidden blade, the, mm -hmm. the back elbow thing. Like, every time I see that, no matter how it's, no matter where it's done, whatever mm. pay per view it is, it always just makes me, mm, it just makes me feel sorry for the guy taking it. But yeah, uh, I, I this match is just really good. It's just so hard hitting. All right, Jude, what are your thoughts on Okada versus Osprey? Yeah, I think I can agree with Michael. Like Osprey's move set when he was a junior is you know high flying. Um, it's just full. It's just full on. He's mostly in the air. He's he, he's a very area oriented offense. Um, and you know. I was I was uh, still I was mildly surprised to see that he can still do it, even though he bulked up significant significantly. Like, I think yeah. his 
his bulk is almost the same as Okada in this match. Mm. Like when you compare them side to side while while watching the match, like Osprey's uh, Osprey Osprey's muscle, you know, you can see how much he's gained. And yeah, um, seeing a heavy and you know he's now a heavyweight. And you know he still flies that way. It's crazy. Um, you know you're not like I thought when he gained a little, uh, when he gained more muscle, he wouldn't be able to fly. He wouldn't be able to execute uh, that much aerial offense. Like sure, he'll have a few Oz cutters there. He'll have he'll have the f- a few Sasuke specials here and there. But the fact that his full arsenal is still pretty much intact against uh while as a heavyweight is really uh impressive and um one note uh one nice detail in osprey's entrance is that the inside of his jacket the inside of the jacket the inside of the robe he wore had the names of um his fellow wrestler fellow wrestlers who have died which yeah died in 2020 which uh one of them includes like uh hanakimura so Mm. nice tribute for that and yeah uh now for Okada, um, yeah, uh, I I love um, Okada Okada in this match just showed um, you know, just classic Okada and he fight. It's I think this is the match that um, this is gonna be the third match that has finally uh, finally con- made. Oh. Yeah, I think Jude froze. I want to share my thoughts on the match. Um, it was better than expected because I you know I personally am not the biggest fan of Will Osprey. But um, hopefully, this is a sign that he's going to keep on getting better. Uh, hopefully, he'll be doing less stupid things outside the ring, as we all know. Um, I give it a 5 out of 5. Michael, what's your final score for Okada versus Osprey? I'll agree with that. Like, 5 out of 5. Like I mean, the, the fact that, you know... Um, First of all, it's five out of five because Osprey again did not miss a step by bulking up. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, Okada. Well, it's an Okada match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he he's called the Rainmaker for a reason. Hmm. Um, it's like an expectation already. It's go. expected. Yeah. Hello, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael, just keep sharing uh, your thoughts on Okada. Yeah, um, and num- well, the last point on why this should be like five out of five is because like, I never, I never saw like Will Osprey to be one of those guys who would like have a match of the year candidate mm-hmm. um, from the get go at least. But yeah, he he basically proved me wrong. He mm. these two guys just made magic in the ring. Okay. All right, Jude, you were saying uh, about Okada. Okay, uh, what I was saying is that, you know, uh, this was one of the, this is probably, yeah, the match that may have finally convinced me that the money clip is viable. Like, you know, it's a move that he has to use, that he can use moving forward without looking, without looking like a weirdo using it. Because I think the problem with the money clip early on, it doesn't look as strong. Like the Rainmaker and his tombstone look strong, like. The money clip has uh, needed a few tweaks before it um, it became viable. Um, I think like uh, matches against uh, Shingo in the G one and the one the one against Okan helped establish it like as a really strong move because it's a move that's 
that if you can't break, you have to. You're gonna get knocked out. You're gonna get mm. knocked out cold in the match. So, yeah, and I like how Okada had to dig deep here and reuse the Rainmaker. <laughs> like he had to bring it out again just to. <laughs> I, I, my favorite thing with Okada right now is that you know, when he when it's when it's desperation time, like you know he's he knows he's on the brink. He he just brings out the rainmaker. He just, he has he 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 knows he has to like in the G one it it became a story that he doesn't want to bring mm. it out, but now um in in the cases of his past few matches he has to like. He knows that the Rainmaker is still a part of his arsenal. And um, one thing about the money clip in this match, uh, I like how Okada has transitioned mm-hmm. a few, th- I think once or twice, he transitioned to the money clip so smoothly. Like, it's probably the first time I saw him do it so well. Like, mm. moving, I think he, he went from uh, the backbreaker to money clip real quick. It was. Uh, it just made the move look so much better. But yeah, I think that's my thoughts on Okada. All right. So last one, uh, Derv mentioned this. What do you think of Okada's Naito shorts? Oh. oh. <laughs> so let's start with Michael. What's your thought on his Okada shorts? First of all, never in my life have I ever seen in wrestling um, that a pair of shorts have been so over um, because number one you have Okada because every time it's big match Okada and then he just reveals the shorts even before COVID you could hear the crowd just go like oh okay <laughs> and yeah a- another one on an unrelated note is Tai Chi but yeah um, it- it's it's just crazy. When I saw it at the start of the match, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he means business. <laughs> <laughs> and and, it, and I find it funny, and at the same time, it kind of makes sense if you really know Okada's story, like how hype his shorts are. Like, it's weird <laughs> saying that sentence, but it's true. Crazy, man. That is crazy. All right. So I guess we all agree that it's a five out of five, yeah? Um, yeah. All right. Now, moving on to... Okay, I was expecting more from Nekomania, but yeah, Okada, uh, Naito versus Ibushi for the double belts. I personally, I was expecting more. They did. They they pretty much went all out, and that's all I could say about Naito versus Ibushi. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on Naito versus Ibushi? Well, on paper, when I... Like, when the entrances were happening, I was already thinking, like, okay... I'm a person, I have a neck, and this will greatly affect me. <laughs> um, because, yeah, these two guys just really, yeah, they go all out. And uh, the fact that I uh, really pushed it on commentary, where it's like, yeah, these two are going to hurt each other, and you better be prepared. To the point that even some sorts, it didn't push through. I think it was uh, uh, some sorts from the inside of the ring to the outside, they were hyping it all up like, yeah, this could be career ending. And yeah, it felt like that kind of match to me that um, these these two were like in it for, they were in it or they were going to like get out of Tokyo Dome crawling. All right, Jude, what are your thoughts on Naito versus Ibushi? Okay, um, I think, yeah, it was hyped as, you know, Neko Mania, it was hyped as... 
uh, one of the matches that you would feel you would feel the hurt that they're gonna bring to each other and yeah they did um i i think yeah i think well i think their one of their matches in 2019 2018 was well kind of hurt a bit more but this was uh both guys were desperate i like i like how the match felt so uh i felt the desperation from the get-go like ibushi wants to you know ibushi wants to become god you know he wants to redeem that the opportunity he lost when he won the g1 and you know he wants to finally become a world champion in new japan you know the only missing title in his new japan run you know not counting the six man of course <laughs> but yeah um and then you have naito who who wants to remain as champion you know he wants to stay as as the shuyaku as the top star and you just see how just how damn desperate they are that picture that you're showing this uh defines the match as a whole you know that's an it's that it's a freaking neck break of a match and yeah um it was intense because i think i predicted in one of our in our previous episode in our prediction episode that ibushi would win but when i was watching the match like i just realized that i wish my prediction was wrong like because i really want to see i still want to see naito as double champ i still want to see him lead new japan you know beat jay white in night two but unfortunately that wasn't the result but still it was one of the most uh it was still one of the most emotional moments in wrestle kingdom like last year we we were on we were probably on in tears watching naito finally win win the world championship like get his wrestle kingdom win against okada now this time you know we get to see kota ibushi finally finally getting that one last title that he needed to just be the the ace or the god of new japan sure wait mm. i don't think aces ace is a title too that uh <laughs> that wouldn't be given yet because you know it's 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 something that's it's something that's hard to give you know but yeah you know but ibushi is established as like one of new japan's uh new big four mm. so that's naito okada jay white and then him and you know he he's like like the rest of the three he's he's also a world champion and i'm just happy to see that and <clears throat> while we may not see the roll call the lij roll call in tokyo dome this was still a beautiful match and i wish naito would win this back (laughs) (laughs) all right now before we continue i wanted to mention one of our friends at mr speedy with the holidays done i think it's going to be much easier to send packages back and forth pretty much (laughs) pretty much right so with our friends at mr speedy get 50 pesos off your first delivery uh using the code right there on the bottom of your screen geeky mr speedy and get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery. Uh, thank you to our friends at Podmetrics for helping us get this partnership. So thank you very much. Uh, let's move on to night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, wait, Kingdom. we have our ratings. Oh, yeah, our final rating for night one. What is your final rating for night one as a whole, Michael? <clears throat> um. <clears throat> For me, I'm kind of in the fence. Maybe 
a good solid 3.75 wow but like, yeah that like it's it's not um it's not a bad thing that it's 3.75 like because i'm comparing it to different wrestle kingdoms mm-hmm. and that's uh that's a really high bar <laughs> pass. and this is just night one so it's like the stuff that there are some stuff here where it's like it has to be built up for night two because night two is well it it was one hell of a night <clears throat> compared to night one but yeah it's um i i just i i think that among the two nights this one may have been the weaker night but it it's still it, it's still wrestle kingdom it's hmm. it, it still made me like not gonna lie that ibushi win made me tear up at the end mm. like legit um but yeah it, everything everything else just like you know um it didn't have as much um investment as okada versus uh osprey and um ibushi versus naito so yeah that's why i, I gave it that rating all right jude what's your final score for night one Maybe uh, I take a four. Um, oh, there were okay. good, there were there were really good matches. Like the it, most of the matches here are setups for the second day and uh, the Hiromu match and the Ibushi match uh, being the ones in being the big ones. Um, mm. They were good. Like um, night two is yeah clearly clearly the better night. I can uh, mm-hmm. I can say that. Like it's just really. Um, it's just really better. Like, there we're gonna talk about like a few matches that just kick it up a bit, kick ter, kick it up a notch. <clears throat> and I think uh, I also looked at um Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, the last one. I was, compa- I was comparing night one, the night ones for both. I think night one for this one for fifteen is a bit better, mm-hmm. even though um. Even though there, even though it was, um, it was uh, there were four title matches there. It was the double gold dash and one of my one of uh, one of the matches that I got most scared of happened there in Wrestle Kingdom 14. Jay White versus Naito in Night One. I, re- I was really scared on that, like, <laughs> because because if Naito lost that, it would have been so painful. But yeah, um, yeah, it's a four. Um, Night one was really good. Was really uh, was great. Like it may not have the same title prestige as last year. It did yeah. need that. Like it was. It was a uh, was a solid um, solid event. Mm. All right. Now let's move on to night two. The pre-show matches, which were the stardom matches, we had a six-woman tag between Queen's Quest and Donna Del Mondo. Uh, Queen's Quest was comprised of Azumi, Tol Saya, aka Saya Kamitani, with probably one of the best standing moonsaults. I think she might have one of the best shooting star presses now. I'm not sure if it's a shooting star press, but watch Stardom highlights and look for Saya Kamitani. Her her shooting star press is some pretty sick. It's a pretty sick shooting star press. Um, it also featured the World of Stardom champion Utami Hayashishita. Um, the ace of Queen's Quest, because I still think Momo Watanabe is the leader. Um, uh, this really was just a showcase match for Saya Kamitani, because she got to showcase that epic shooting star press. 
So um, yeah, that's okay. Here's some photos from the match. I wish this was on part of the part of New Japan World, like we would. Yeah. I think due to disputes between networks, I don't think they could. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, New Japan is Asahi, right? <laughs> yep. TV Asahi. All right. So to the left of your screen, that is Micah. And on the middle is Natsupoi, a.k.a. the pin taker of Donna Del Mondo, sadly. <laughs> and then Himeka, who was also a import, actually, from a different promotion. I think she came from Ice Ribbon or a different promotion. I'm not sure where Micah came from. I forgot. Um, but yeah, they are the three members of Donna Del Mondo. Now, the gimmick of Donna Del Mondo, for those unaware, is that they are mostly the half-Japanese wrestlers, uh, which is led by Julia, the half-Italian wrestler. Um, not I'm not sure if the, uh, the these three are half Japanese. They look more pure Japanese, but you know I am not that familiar with them. Natsupoi I think came from TJPW as well. Uh, okay. Anyway, moving on, we have Azumi on the right, the per girl in the purple hair, who is only 18. 18. Oh, she's 18, and she's already in Wrestle Kingdom. Think well, about that. Well, you can say that Riho was wrestling much younger, right? So yeah, but like, who can say sure. they're in Tokyo Dome at 18, deva? Right? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then in the middle is Utami Hayashishita, the World of Stardom champion, aka like the equivalent of the IWGP Heavyweight Title in Stardom. Uh, Utami is pretty much the chosen one right now. Um, but the 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 favorite, we'll talk about them later. Saya Kamitani, the girl in the white and green getup, she is the one with the epic shooting star press. I don't know if they're gonna show in the photos here. Uh, Utami Hayashishita, Natsupoi. is really tiny, it's sometimes hard to believe. <laughs> and then, of course, here, Micah with the crazy damn like She's so strong. <laughs> She's like, okay, considering that the stardom roster is kind of small. Micah's one of the taller ones at 5'7", and Saya Kamitani is called Tall Saya for a reason. Um, what else? We got Tall Saya again. Where is the shooting? Are they not going to show the shooting start? Oh, oh, there it is. There it is. Mid-flip. Mid-flip, man. Mid-flip. But again, Tall Saya has one of the better, um, has one of the fun, one of the, probably one of the best shooting star presses I've seen Admittedly, she botched it a few times at the start, but she got it down. Azumi on the left, Tosaya and Utami. Yeah, I know. Like I think that a lot of people were saying that actually that um, a lot of the uh, fans now really wanted the start of the matches to be shown, unlike last year. Though, anyway, uh, the next match was uh, stars. Tam Nakano and Mayu Iwatani. Well, not stars, because Tam, Tam Nakano now has her own stable in Cosmic Angels uh, with Mina Shirakawa and Unagi. Um, I think that's her name. <laughs> it's really Unagi. Um, and then Mayu Iwatani, the leader of the current leader of stars. I think stars was founded by Iyo Shirai. I'm not sure. Uh, Tam Nakano is now the leader of Cosmic Angels, which separated from stars. So I found it very odd that these two were paired together. Um, anyway, their opponents were Donna Del Mondo, which featuring Siuri Kondo on the right, who is half Filipino, half Japanese, and Julia, who is half Italian, half Japanese. Mm -hmm. Julia is pretty much the intercontinental champion equivalent in stardom right now. Um, long story short, stardom has way too many belts. 
Oh uh, well, I was looking. I I just looked at their they right? They have they have World of Stardom, which yeah. is their main belt. They have yep. their one B Wonder of Stardom, which is held by Julia right here. There's Goddess of Stardom, which is their tag. Yep. There's Artist of Stardom, which is their six man. Yep. And then they they have the high speed champion. I, I kind of like I kind of like how cool that sounds. Like high speed. Yeah. Like, I think like, Rio was the last champion. You can only Azumi. run in match. I, 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 <laughs> I think the stipulation here should be you know we can only run in the ring. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's the SWA, which is I forgot what SWA stands for. But yeah, I um, know anymore. <laughs> there's too many. Stardom. Is few. I think Future of Stardom is for their newer rookies. Yeah, yeah, for the rookies. Well, I can agree they have a lot of belts, but yeah. Japan also has. Uh, but I mean, not as many as Stardom, to be honest. Like Stardom has like way too many. Yeah. Anyway, so this match had two faction leaders against a faction leader and probably one of the better wrestlers of the roster. Um, God. Okay. What made this feud fun was the fact that Tam Nakano has a feud with Julia about who's the cuter, not not, not necessarily who's the cuter one, but um, Tam Nakano had this whole gimmick where she would like try to make herself look really cute and stuff so that everybody would, you know, like her more. I'm not that, I don't have a good idea of the feud, but all I know there was this one time Julia mocked Tam Nakano and she was doing the exact same pose. Um, it was just this really... It was actually a funny feud because they were just mocking each other the whole time online. Um, no surprise here. Julia pins Tam Nakano. You can't I mean, pin Mayu Iwatani. You, you can't pin Mayu. You can't pin Mayu. I'm that's telling their, you, if you pin Mayu, that's like that's that's sacrilege right there. She's their uh, she's their ace right now, and pretty much, know. pretty much. I mean, like they, she's basically the Okada of. Well, is she the Okada or the here, Tanahashi? Is she the Tanahashi? More Tanahashi, like, you yeah. Know, she, she's she's really, like a combination of Tanahashi and Ibushi if you combine the 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 torture that Ibushi loves to suffer. Yeah, they, and I, the I, ace I kind of qualities. Of whenever, I, whenever I see Iwatani highlights, holy crap, she does like risky shit in matches. <laughs> Remember that one time that I know Ambea Priestley did um what do you call that like a. Uh, like a hurricane runner from the top. Mm-hmm. She botched it. Like she was very like she botched it bad. But Mayu somehow, some way landed safely. Like I we can't show the clip obviously on YouTube and on we're on Twitch right now and on Facebook. So we're gonna get copyright strike if we do. But look for Bea Priestley, Mayu Iwatani um botch. Holy shit, Mayu Iwatani found a way to land safely. Um, that's not even including the crazy hangman situation she had with Kagetsu in like two years ago, which was the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, glorious driver by Julia Tatam Nakano. Um, Julia win. Julia and the rest of Donald Demo on the win. Man, it's crazy, man. Like they. Um, okay. Um, God, we can't pass. Wrestle, this Wrestle Kingdom without mentioning Hank Mora. She should have been here. Yeah, like I think oh, this would have been her <clears throat> Tokyo Dome debut. In- no, no, she was here last year. Oh, right, she was she there was last there. year. Remember, she, she teamed with. A- no, she teamed with. She actually teamed with Julia. But yeah, I think this would it would have been really great to see to see her here. Like you know, yeah. 
this would have been her this would have been another another great showcase for yeah. for stardom i mean this i think this stardom wait how many matches were there last year there were two no i think that was, there was only one i think that I think was, there the was one. only one so yeah this one was way better like yeah like a lot of fans way, online said they wanted to see the match yeah yeah this one was way more thought out than last year but but yeah this would have been a nice but i like this one because they they had two matches and then yeah. it was on night two which is the yeah. bigger you could argue you could argue it, yeah which is the kind of like the main event night for yeah the whole for Wrestle Kingdom as a whole, but yeah, yeah, just feels wrong. Rest in peace, Hanukkah Kimura. All right, um, let's move on to the <laughs> oh, well, you guys want to like skip this because we already know what happened anyway. <laughs> oh, well, no, 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 I like this one. Um, all right, all right, Yano wins, <laughs> you know, like, finger poke of doom. <laughs> they, they, they like, um. Okay, let's let's break this down. Um, All right, this was so in the New Japan Ranbo. <laughs> uh, you know, the end yeah. of that match was just Yano walking to the entrance ramp, you know, being all happy and stuff, and then you know everyone falling off the ring. And then, <laughs> oh, the ref wait. was like, "Wait, I have to count! I have to count!" <laughs> but yeah, okay, but yeah, in the end, that was Bushi. Bad luck, Fale. Chase Owens. Yeah. To go with Diana. Um, sh- shout out to Christian, by the way, saying he wants a full-blown graphics New Japan game. Yes, please. Yes, please. Anyway, yeah. all right. Keep going, Jude. Sorry. Okay. Um, this match, it was, it was the the opening was the funniest thing. Like you know, um, they just want like Bullet Club wanted to try to edit quick as as quick as possible with a finger poke of doom to chase and then pin as you can see in the picture. But yeah, you know, thankfully Yana and Bushi just rushed in. But yeah, it was uh it was really crazy. Like yeah, the you know classic Yano removing um removing the corner pads, BC antics. Although this BC antics was way more justified because. The two guys who are doing BC antics are actually competing in the match, and they actually fought over who would win the match. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, like which which one deserves the win more? Like, it was crazy. Like, that, I think that one. But yeah, um, you know, in the end, it was still Yano, who's not only the 2020 King of Pro Wrestling, he's also the Provisional <laughs> King of Pro Wrestling <laughs> 2021. Yeah. So you know. A lot of other New Japan titles may be far away from him, but you, he can say that he is king of pro wrestling right now. Yep. All right, Michael, what are your thoughts on the Fatal 4-Way for the KOPW? Mm, well, when it comes to a Yano match, I always want to touch it because it's Yano. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now, now with him being KOPW 2021, that will mean 50% of a Yano match will be his entrance uh, announcement. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it just baffles me sometimes on how, how this guy just happens to be in the right place at the right time with the right low blow. Hmm. <laughs> I, um, yeah, also, side note, when it comes to like Yano matches, I always love how the commentary sells it, where it's like, my monitor went up. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Kelly, man. Kevin this happened. Kelly. <laughs> so what happened? Uh, you got low blowed? I didn't see it. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I, I always love that. All right. Followed by 
The second match, we have the IWG. Oh, man. Um, I'm disappointed by this one. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Match. I feel like Master Wato is still not where he should be. I mean, less botches. That's very important. That's good. But again, the lack of chemistry between uh, Wato and Taguchi. Uh, I honestly want to skip this match because it was so disappointing. Okay, okay. Desperado and Kanemaru retain the belts. Okay, wait. I'll, let's do this. Um, All right, Jude. I think, well... I kind of liked uh, Watto's gear in this match. It was darker. The darker shade made him look less ridiculous. Yeah. It was, you know, one thing that I hated about his debut or was his overall look. Why the hell is he so blue? Like, <laughs> and uh, can, can someone please change the logo design of Watto? That, that, logo, that logo is outdated. Like, it looks so weird. Um... I love mm. to see, I, I always like to see Taguchi. You know, a Taguchi match is like a Yano match, but you know, with way but with uh with but way way more moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, his his uh posterior oriented offense is always fun. <laughs> but yeah, Ooh. but you know it but if Did you sometimes, say uh, sometimes um sometimes you sometimes forget that you sometimes forget how good he actually is, you know. He's this guy is a best of super junior winner and a junior heavyweight champion, so you can't forget how you can't forget that. Well, that's the two of them versus you know El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, who are arguably <laughs> one of the best, arguably the best junior heavyweight tag team right now for for the past few years. Like they had this one long reign, yeah, where they just led the mm-hmm. led the junior tag division. Sure, it's a small division, but the fact that they held off um held off the likes of Rapongi 3K what is still meaningful. And yeah, Kanemaru and El Desperado had that uh, had have really have good chemistry. Like uh you know, the tech we, we enjoy how the techers are, like with Tai Chi and ZSJ together, but you know, Kanemaru, their stablemates have been doing it way longer and even better. And you know, Kanemaru entering with uh, with Suntory or with, with whiskey, with whiskey, <laughs> and and Desperado just being you know being quiet there. No mask, mask Desperado. I, I really thought we were gonna go like um, I think, uh, Desperado. Right. I think I was expecting them to kind of. I was half expecting them to lose to Wato and Tabuchi because. Wato, Wato, you know, Wato being a new guy, could use a could use a title to get a start, but you know, and then you know, it would establish you know Desperado, Desperado removing his mask uh, for some reason or cause division between the two. Yeah. Um, I think there were some. Pro- I think there were sometimes. I, I can't remember if there were times in this match that those Kanemaru and Desperado had a little bit of disagreement, but. In the end, they they were they were still solid, you know. They were fun. These two guys are are legit tag team and are really fundamentally sound. And it was it's nice to see Kanemaru finally able to compete because he wasn't able to do so in yeah USJ. Yeah, and you know he's a guy that's almost always healthy, and that was probably one of the one or two one or two times that he wasn't. So yeah, nice to see him back. All right, so I I just wanted to acknowledge the way you said posterior oriented offense, Jude. <laughs> Think about it. 
posterior-oriented offense. Anyway, um, Suzuki Gun, stable of the year 2020. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on this junior heavyweight tag match? Yeah, the, I'll be honest with you. The thing that stood out for me in this match was actually a botch. Um, oh, which one? Yeah, um, it was, I think Taguchi had, uh, was it? I, I'm not sure. I think it was El Desperado. Um, yeah. He had him in an ankle lock. And then, this one? Yes, that one. Okay. And then, like, Wato, Master Wato uh, came in. And Taguchi just basically shoved uh, El Desperado on the ropes, mm-hmm. setting him up for a 619. From oh, the 619 watch, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, the camera work was so... I don't know if it was luck or it was skill, but mm-hmm. like the way how it was shot from the camera was that the referee was in the way so the botch wasn't obvious <laughs> but you know a botch happened because it was mm. like yeah he's doing a 619 why isn't el desperado like taking the hit yet oh okay it's a botch <laughs> but yeah <sighs> I, I i i do agree that master wato is kind of you know um he doesn't seem ready yet for tokyo dome kind of matches but given Corona, given everything how it works, I'm just happy that he had the spotlight for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, since he has like Tenzan in his corner, like it would open him up to different other angles and different kinds of like moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm 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 just happy that you know, Master Wato is just improving. There hmm. still needs there still needs improvement, but he is improving. Hmm. He's still, I don't I want to call him Master Wato. He's Wato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see the Simpsons meme? You see the meme? My name is Wato, and I like to blato. <laughs> I remember Wato from Star Wars too, right? Oh, oh yeah. But yeah, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. this guy he needs to grind more, right? He needs, I don't know, I don't know what he needs. Maybe a few more wins under his belt or maybe ditch the, his cover scheme. But yeah, it's just, I was just annoyed to see him look that way. Like, oh man, see? <laughs> see, that one, that, yeah. that, one, that, that image was seared in my mind yeah. as to who Hiroto Kawai is. <laughs> like, no. He was at yeah. least blonde in CMLL and was actually a title holder. Yeah. Do you think it's because like this is the character he wants to be, or this is what the character that you know NJPW gave him? I'm not Margo, get sure. Get because... is punishing him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, it might be. Yeah. Because okay, if we compare, if we compare mm. young guy in this in 2020. Okan mm. actually came in with his with his gimmick in Rev Pro, very yeah. close to his Rev mm. Pro gimmick. And we have Wato, mm. who's I I don't know what his gimmick was in CMLL, but I think it was just he was just wow he was Watosan. Yeah, the foreigner. Was Watosan? Yeah, he was um, Japanese wrestler wrestling in Mexico. <laughs> I don't yep. I think his gimmick was basically that. It was, it, it wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't much, but he was at least good. You know, it was the, the, his gimmick doesn't distract you yeah. <laughs> from yeah, his matches. 
Now, because this one, this one is uh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, when, I, when I first saw Wato debut, like, what's this? Like, I was really, I was, I was really disappointed. I was mad. Like, you guy, you got, you put him on excursion for a year and a half, and you give him this. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. Every time when Okan I was, you... a, Okan was in excursion for much longer, and at least he has, he has. Mat two mat two matches with two aces like. <laughs> mm. All right, Michael, you were saying. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just that every time when I see Master Wato, um, well, you know, full blue getup, it's like, uh, <laughs> like it's like the blue meanie lost weight through karate. Uh, um, but yeah, <laughs> I. I just, I just really hope that you know, gimmick aside, he becomes like a really good wrestler because I've seen like the stuff that he can do, dude. It's it's pretty good, man. Like, he has lots of potential. Like his moveset, even right now, is good. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just that the gimmick is kind of iffy, man. Especially for New Japan standards. Yeah. <laughs> and he teamed up with a guy who has posterior. <clears throat> Offense. <laughs> <laughs> posterior oriented <sighs> offense. He was he looked like the more ridiculous one. Mm. Like, you know, the funky weapon looked more serious than exactly. master. Than the that way says to, a lot. That that way says to a lot. That master. Yeah. Wait to the <sighs> All right. Let's let, let's move on to the third match because I think we've had enough of Master Watu who likes the black to see the um, for a while. Yeah. Let's go to the third match, which was damn yeah. the horse fight between Kuya Jeff Cobb <laughs> and Shingo Takagi. Okay, um last Never. night on last night on the Geeky Ones Discord, Jude shared uh his photos of the of the match uh from BWR uh, last October. Fuck Jeff Cobb is huge. Yeah, and he's five he's eight. Tall, but the, he's so wide. Like, I don't want to get hit by this guy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So since we were talking about Jeff Cobb last night, it just reminded me of how crazy he is. Um, what did he do again? Uh, what was that? He did an F five thousand on um. Who was it? Was he turned Quattro, the PWR yeah. champion, into a helicopter rotor? Yeah, pretty much an F like that was like a real F five thousand, <laughs> and I remember like since I've been quattro, I think the podcast before the wrestling wrestling podcast. Shout out to the wrestling wrestling podcast, by the way. Uh, I guessed it there last Thursday. Um, you can find it on Spotify. Um, I think they mentioned how quattro was just asked by Jeff Cobb, like, "Hey, um, don't worry, let me do it. Just, just stay there." It's like, flip. it's like, Phew. it's like. Oh man! Anyway, we got sidetracked. Uh, this is the horse battle between Jeffu Kobe versus Takagi Shingo. Anyway, that was a, my bad Ozaki impression. Um, Byron Yamazaki impression. What? Yeah. Wait, what? No. What? Are you kidding me? They're calling themselves the United Empire now. Yeah, they are. Have, have you what? seen New Year's Dash? Have you seen New Year's Dash? I thought they were just the Empire. Oh wait, what if it's a trademark reason? Uh, Probably. Yeah. All right. Anyway, 
I, I don't I forgot if there are any publications or media groups with Empire in their names, but they're All right, let's talk about this horse battle. What? Let's talk about this horse battle now. Uh, okay, let's start with Michael first, because I'm sure Jude yeah, will have a lot to say about this. Michael, yeah, um, you go first. So yeah, from move from seeing blue to seeing red, because yeah. I think Jeff Cobb was like bleeding from the nose during this. Busted, yeah. He, he has his, yeah. he had his nose busted. Yeah, dude, and it's like, I mean, making Jeff Cobb busted the hard, busted open the hard way. It's that that takes a lot, and yeah, this this match was like if if like Ibushi and Naito was like prepare your necks, this was just like prepare your everything, because you're just gonna because it's just gonna end up getting <clears throat> hurt. And yeah, they they delivered, man. Like for me, yeah, the main event was cool, but this was match of the night for me. It's all right, Jude. Here we okay, go, Jude. Um, all right, here we yeah. go. Let's start. Okay, I think I can say, um, you know, I have a few favorites in New Japan. Uh, of course, Naito is my favorite, like being uh being the first double champ, and you know, being a guy with being a guy who finally got finally won the big thing last year. You know, it's a great story. But, you know, I think my big favorite right now is Shingo. Like, ever since I saw him in... When I saw him in um, Best of Super Junior, sure, he was good. He was had the power moveset. And in the final, he his power moveset offsets um, was a great contrast to real Osprey style of high-flying offense. And But that was good. Like, sure. I mean, that was the first time I think I saw Shingo wrestle. First few times I saw him wrestle. And then when he wrestled in the G1, like, holy crap, whoa. Like, this guy's a junior? (laughs) That's my first thought. Why did they put him in junior tag? Junior. With air marks, junior. Because the way he runs around, the way he lifts people up, it's just crazy. And... You know, um, I think my build-up to Shingo was gradual. Like, every match I would watch him, like, oh, pretty good. Uh, you know, Made in Japan and Last of the Dragon look really, really awesome. And then and then came along the Ishii versus uh, Takagi match in G1 30, which was one of my favorite matches of all time. Probably my favorite 2019 match where, you know, Shingo made Ishii bleed in the ear. And that wasn't even the craziest part of the match. It was just it was just uh, a complete uh, wreck fest, you know. And I think I would borrow um, an old term like human destruction derby. That's how it would look like in some way, without weapons or anything. But yeah, that was a match that sold me. And then you know the one the one against Goto where the 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 clashing lariats. The clashing lariats spot that Shingo loves to do when he wins, and then he flips over someone with a lariat. Um, that was really good. And for this one, though, this I think this is Cobb's best match. This is Jeff Cobb's best New Japan match by a mile. Um, mm. His G1 mm. debut wasn't as solid as uh, people would have hoped it to be. His G1 last year was really good, was way better. Establish himself um, as a as a strong 
strong singles competitor. And then joined the Empire. He joined Tag League. And I think joining the Empire gives him an edge. Like, you know, he's, yeah, he, as he said, as he keeps saying, it's no longer good guy Jeff Cobb. It's no longer, you know, being, he's tired of playing nice. And I think that's what he needed. Remember, he was Matanza Cueto in yeah. Lucha Underground. He was a monster as a as a heel in Lucha Underground. Probably one of, he was really scary there. So, yeah, I think this is, Jeff Cobb might have lost here, but he looked so good. Um, the amount of suplexes that he put Shingo in <clears throat> almost convinced me that Shingo would lose on his first defense. Just you know, as as he gained it again, he would lose it as quick. But yeah, Shingo just had an extra mile and he busted <laughs> Jeff Cobb open in the nose. Like, come on, that was crazy. It. Uh, I, I know there are some I know sometimes like um I think Shingo versus Ishii what went on was went on too much like they had too many matches I I just hope that this one doesn't get that same treatment because I I like I like seeing these guys compete compete together but I just hope that you know Shingo faces more like uh oh yeah um he's going to be facing uh, Tanahashi soon so yeah I, I I hope I hope that <clears throat> just as beautiful. Oh, if I'm gonna rate this, I think this is um match of the whole event. Um I'll wow. give it, give it nice. I, I saw the Meltzer ratings of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. He he didn't want his boys Okada and Osprey being outrated, so it was just evenly matched. So but so for me this is um probably the best match of um of the night of night. Mm. All right, so let's move on to match number four. Another special singles match. <clears throat> See, why do they look more like a tag team now than they did before? Evil versus Sanada. No, because Evil wasn't wearing purple. <laughs> evil isn't wearing purple. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, Michael, you take, take it. Take it. Go. Uh, Your okay. thoughts. So before the my thoughts before the match, um, I was heartbroken when Evil like defected to Bullet Club, yeah. and it was like I understood why they had to do it because Corona and all, but it was just like the the carryover after that whole big event. It kind of wasn't done really well. Like New Japan standards, it's like evil. Like what happened? Evil was like the double champion after a while after um defecting, and he, yeah, that's I don't I don't know. Like this this match, essentially, I I liked it because I liked the build because I was a huge Evil Sonata fan ever ever since they were an established tag team. But um, yeah, you mentioned a while ago that there was Bullet Club shenanigans. This was also Bullet Club shenanigans. Because, <laughs> okay, here here's the thing. This is the thought that I had ever since like we were talking about night one. You have Switchblade who has Gado. You have the you have Tamatonga and Tangaloa God who has Jado, mm. and now you have Evil who has Dick Togo. It's like. Eventually, Bullet Club will just be a faction of managers. 
<laughs> so, I mean, because the best, the best part of yeah, like what you guys said uh, before, the best part of the Bullet Club shenanigans was during the Kenta match. Because it looked like Kenta had everything planned out. He like had the backup plan and all of that. Here, the guys who just brought out people with them during the match just felt like, okay, you're my insurance policy. You think of the plan B, I'll just wrestle. So it, it, it felt really different when it came to this. Like the match was really good. Don't get me wrong. But all the bullet club shenanigans I could do without. Especially the part where they did the table, because when Dick Togo got hit, it was like, I could clearly see it, where it's like a split second, he saw where the table was, and a split second later, he went, wee and jumped at the table. He didn't take a bump, he just like jumped off the apron and then landed on the table. But yeah, um... Uh, honestly, the best thing that I like, <laughs> yeah, that one. The best thing that I liked about this match, like they can, like I know Dick Togo is like a thing that they just introduced, but Evil can do without him, because you know that the Bullet Club shenanigans that he can do that is still good, is the thing that he does with the referee, mm. where he always gets the referee involved, and the referee just goes like, "What did I do? I didn't." Uh, fine. <laughs> but yeah, the whole Dick Togo thing, <clears throat> I could do without it. And this would have been a great match. But yeah, <clears throat> it's bullet club shenanigans again. Okay. Jude, your turn. Okay, um, I think my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the match was seeing Dick Togo put through a table. Because <laughs> finally, you know, I hate, I have the same sentiments as Michael that I think I've been saying this for a few episodes too. Like, I hate seeing Dick Togo. Like, it betrays Evil's actual wrestling ability because Evil is a really good wrestler. Like we see him, we constantly see him in G1, like do so well without any without any shenanigans at all. Like and now now seeing him with Dick Togo, it's like it's like he doesn't even have to do too much because he has Dick Togo by his side. And by, by the way, the best manager of Bullet Club is Kenta's briefcase. I can that's what I can <laughs> All right. So shall we okay, move okay. on to match five? Um, wait, wait, wait. I'll, right. I'll, I think the this match though is really good for the storytelling. Like it's it's one it's uh the best story in um of the night. Like, you know, it's former tag team partners finally going going at each other, you know, singles match. After what happened, after Evil's betrayal, which is still heartbreaking. Like even though I hate Evil right now, like it's just ah, annoying. The only good thing about Evil is this Castlevania entrance music, <laughs> which is which is really catchy. Like you know, it's one of the best entrance themes you can sing in an, in a place with lots of echoes with good acoustics. So yeah, but yeah, um, I like this match and. You know, Sanada Sanada won this uh, won this pretty smoothly by the end, but I think you know I want Sanada to have a uh, to have a bit more edge. Like this is a match that helped him show like give him a bit more oomph on his singles uh, on his singles career right now. Like he went to the G1 final, which we're kind of disappointed on how it ended. But yeah, I think 
once again, I'm gonna say this: Sonada needs a new finisher. Sonada, <laughs> something that's not the the Paradise Gok is a is a gag yeah. in a match. Like it's it's nice, it's it's funny, but you know, Sonada doesn't have to be funny. I know, sure, the Paradise Gok is something that he a spot that he can always do, but like the TKO isn't a strong move for me. Like it's it's a it's it's a generic move in SmackDown versus Raw that I put to a wrestler who, because I haven't unlocked a good finisher yet. That's how it feels like. There's 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 something missing on that. And then, oh man, like I think we're gonna say this, uh, Steven. I think I've said this again too. Like the skull end. Yeah. <laughs> Please get the skull end. Like choke the life out of someone because it doesn't look like he's choking the life out of someone with that. <laughs> It's just putting pressure on the top of the head, mm. which is good. Like realistically, it's gonna devastate someone. But yeah. on how it looks when Sonada does it in ring, it, it looks like he's not holding on to it enough. Mm. The, the moonsault is good. Like it's it's a nice shout out to it's a nice shout out to his uh, to his mentor, Keiji Muto. Yep. But yeah, um, Sonada. Sonada's win here helps establish him uh, in the title run, title race. Like, you know, help us help set him up for double belts for the IWGP heavyweight or even for the IC if they decide to split it. But yeah, uh, I think going forward, Sonada needs needs a bit more. Like, I hope Sonada just brings out the Shining Wizard. <laughs> That's That'd be point. epic. That'd be epic. Uh, this is my master's move too. So yeah, let's go. And then. I think it would. It, I think it would just give him a bit more, um, a bit more, a bit more. Yeah, a bit, a bit more that oomph or that impact. Mm. I, I've been avoiding to say impact because he wrestled for impact wrestling before. But yeah, um, all, right. all right. Great story for this match, and yeah, I was way happier with uh, uh, when Dick Togo was out of the equation in this match. So all right. Said, Second to last match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Hiromu Takahashi defeats Taiji Ishimori with the Time Bomb 2. Time Bomb. What are your thoughts? Michael, okay, you go uh, first. I'll go, Mike. Michael, uh, you go first. I just, I just really like Hiromu matches because it's it's like the thing. Okay, I'm going to make a comparison to Hiromu. Hiromu 2. Uh, Ibushi, because mm. both of them really mm. have the style where it's like, why are you doing this? You're shortening your career, kind of style. But, but yeah, it's I, I just, I just really want Hiromu to do stuff a little more safely, but that'll take out of take a little out of his uh, gimmick because again, he is literally called the taking time bomb. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I just enjoyed this match as a junior heavyweight match because, well, uh, Hiromu, Hiromu's in it and I always like Hiromu matches for what it is, even despite what I said, the first night match that he had mm. with El Fantasma, it was still pretty good. Um, just, I don't think Wrestle Kingdom good, but it's still good. This match, I... It's it's just it's two crazy guys just going all out, basically. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it when I saw it. 
let's go. Oh, so yeah, okay, I guess it's my turn. Um, yeah, I can say this. Hiromu versus Ishimori is the is way better than his first night. Like hmm. miles away, so it feels like miles away from what he, what he did. Like Hiromu is unsafe, scary, <laughs> but it's it's enjoyable. Um, there are times that I get worried with Ibushi, but sometimes when Hiromu does a lot of reckless stuff, um, okay, go go Hiromu, I guess. But yeah, it's it's just it's it's really. What he does, yeah, like what he does is his gimmick, like taking time bomb, he just explodes in the ring. Like, you know, he just has that sudden burst of energy where he's gonna do something risky just to win. And that's that's the beauty of his matches. And Taiji Ishimori, like, yeah, hats off to him. Like, um, you know, he he has held the I was. It was nice to see him hold the junior heavyweight title again, you know. And then, yeah, this this match was just uh, explosive. Mm-hmm. It was just good. This was all hero. This is pretty. This felt like Hiromu all the way at some yep, points. That's true. It's a Hiromu showcase, and then you know, it helps establish him as the biggest junior star right now, and. Mm. You know, they're also hyping him up to be to face. You know, like I think it's an old New Japan thing, like um, you know, a junior facing off against uh, a heavyweight, like seriously committing to that. Because there were there are some cases of I think Geiger was doing that before. Yeah, yeah, he would do that. Older generations of uh, juniors were doing that, but yeah, here yeah, this is a great Hiromo showcase and one of the best matches of. The event, you know, maybe <clears throat> fourth, fourth best match <laughs> event. There are so many good matches. All right, here we go. The match that, who, um, I don't know how to describe this. Um, Kota Ibushi finally conquers his demons and becomes God with a capital G. So Kota Ibushi versus Jay White for the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental belts. I don't I have no words to describe this. So Michael, you go first. Um all right. So regarding this match, my favorite part of it was whenever uh Ibushi just basically got uh like he was in a trance. Murder Ibushi. Yeah, murder Ibushi, essentially. Um, but yeah, the, that's the thing. Because again, I go back to the commentary because the commentary was so good in pushing this. Um, wherein, like, yeah, he wants to be God, but here's mm. the devil. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. Scary, man. Like, he, it, it, okay, like, Ibushi. As a wrestler, when he takes bumps, it's scary. Yeah. When he gives bumps, it's scarier. <laughs> because, because he hits like you don't in, because okay, so one of his one of the people that he idolizes is Shinsuke Nakamura, right? Mm. So King of Strong Style. And Shinsuke Nakamura before WWE really hits hard. Like his knees were just waiting to give out concussions that's how hard they hit hmm. and Ibushi, i think 
I, I think he's already like gotten that from Nakamura in a sense that he yeah he uses the bomaye but like I would argue that Shinsuke still gives the best kind of bomaye mm-hmm. pre WWE um but what he got from Shinsuke that he is doing really well is that is strong style it's that kind of hard hitting kind of style in wrestling and seeing this in like. Because it's it takes two to tango. So like Jay White also is supposed to be given praise here because yeah. the way how he sells those strikes, I I like the part where he 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 put Ibushi in a trance and then he got hit, but then he keeps coming back, but then mm. it's like a good solid minute for him to hit back because Ibushi hits that hard. Yeah, like that that photo. It's like it took him a while to get up from that. Yeah, it's so crazy stuff. It's it 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 like nice night one showcased Ibushi's dream. Night two showcased what happens if you mess with that god. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, it it's really it's a really good match. Like I I I even enjoyed it in Switchblade's uh point of view where it's like just a few Wrestle Kingdoms ago, he was having a eh, match with Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. And, and now with Ibushi, it's like, oh, God, okay, yeah. And, mm. oh, man, it, it's just, this is just really good. Like, ar- you can argue um, it it could be better. It, it, no, not it could be. It is better than Night One's main event. Hmm. Because nice. on how the wrestling was, like at a wrestling point of view, story point of view, night one re- main event, the best. Wrestling mm. point of view, night two. All right. All right, Jude, what are your thoughts for the final match? Kota Ibushi versus Jay White. Okay, I think I can say um, first thing is this is Jay White's best New Japan match. Wow. Right now, okay. like, yeah, this is his best match yet. Like, I think um, if you can count, like, three, two or three of his best matches in New Japan were Ibushi matches. Oh, I know, actually. The um, G1. <laughs> this one, the Night 2 is probably number one. Um, next is the G1 final. Yeah. And then the third one probably would be the one last year with against Naito, just because it scared the hell out of me. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this um, I'll start with JY, like, yeah, like, this is Jay White has come so far from from his debut. Like there were times that I was really just not liking his matches. Sure, he was going for the methodical heel, yeah, kind of uh, kind of uh, approach. Like he's more tactical, more defensive. He counters more than he strikes. This one mm-hmm. is his best one yet. Like the way he transitions to. To the Blade Runner, it just it just feels so smooth. This is like this is what Jay White can do at his best. This is him at the top of his game, and you know, this is why I want him longer. Like this is why I want him to be just a real like he's a huge part of New Japan's future and so good. And then he showcased some of his uh older you know his power moveset, his suplex, and you know as. Me and Gay, me and Gado have the same thing that we want. We always want to see the Kiwi Crusher. 
Like, you know, when, when Did he Gale even use the Kiwi Crusher? Won. Sorry, Jude. Did it's he even the use the Kiwi Crusher in the match? I think I can't remember. I, I don't he think did. he did. He did no? once. Once. Okay. No, All right. Sorry. Keep going. Because I remember just probably did. Out. Yeah, he probably did it once. You know, like yeah, I like it when Gado turns into like happy dad mode and just tells tells his son to do a kiwi. But yeah, do a kiwi. Yeah, this is this is really a great match for Jay White. Like there are times that Jay White matches are overshadowed by Gado antics, BC mm. antics, but this one had them. But you know, you felt you know. Jay White was desperate too. Like whenever, whenever, whenever there's a sense of desperation, matches just feel better sometimes. So mm. this is one of them. Um, now for Ibushi, oh holy shit! Like, <laughs> like you know, the when he finally gained the double titles. Yeah, it's like he gained another power level that we we never saw before, or we, mm. you know, he showed became like battle power. armor. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like it just buffed him. Like it's yeah, a exactly. solid buff to his overall overall level. Like he became god. Like you know, it's this is his uh, this is his match that signals that he has already achieved it. He's god with a capital G, and you know his comic goyes are just scary, scary. Like especially the one from the back, man. That was like, yeah, the one from the fuck. back. The one from the back surprised me. Like. <laughs> He was willing. He went that far, mm. as far as you know, to just destroy Jay White in the ring, and just leave him with like a few knees to his head, just to make sure that he won't get up from a pin. And that, yeah, it's a really great match. Like, yeah, the way that Jay, the way that Jay White sold it to, oh, man, yeah. he was, he was a, he was a heap. He was a. He was a wreck. Uh, he yeah. was a wreck person after that. Like, even yeah, like after the match and in backstage, like he was just oh, destroyed. Man. Oh man! And, okay, then, so... and then you know, Kamigoye um, <laughs> to Gado too was, was awesome. Like yeah. he sold it too. He sold it well too. Like, <laughs> like when Gado gets hit, like he just mm. he just turns limp. But when Gado got hit here, it just. He just he sold it a bit too. He, he, it's yeah. like you can hear it too. You can hear the coming going too. It's painful, but yeah, oh yeah. All right. Great. Perhaps my I think this is yeah. Like next to Shingo and Shingo versus Cobb, this is mm. the two best. This is one of the two best matches in all of Wrestle Kingdom 15. All right, so that is it for our Wrestle Kingdom 15 review. Uh, thank you for to Michael for joining us. Um, one last talking point that we want to mention is uh, Jay White's status and the state of emergency in Japan. Um, what do you guys... Okay, so it's just a yes or no question. Uh, Michael and Jude, will Jay White stay in New Japan or go to WWE? Let's start with Michael. Yes or no? Uh, yes, he will stay with New Japan. Okay, Jude, will Jay White stay in New Japan or not? Yes, he'll stay. Okay, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, man. Prayer circle now. Jay White prayer circle, people. Let's go. All right. So also a very final important news point is that Japan is declaring a state of emergency in Tokyo and the Saitama area and surrounding areas. We don't know how this is going to affect New Japan shows, but the events supposedly are going to have to be held earlier than 8 o'clock p.m. 
in Japan. So this means we might have a lot of afternoon shows and all the facilities will only be at 50%. This means, um, let's say the arena can fill 10,000, we're only going to be at max 5,000. So it's going to be a big change. Um, but again, we don't know much information about what happens next because again, New Japan hasn't announced anything yet. <clears throat> um, but the biggest point that we got from New Year's Dash is a lot of these storylines are going to be put on hold because we don't know what's going to happen next with COVID, right? We're pretty much on hold right now. We might not have a New Japan podcast in a while besides after this. We're going to be updating you soon on our social media and on um, our website, thegeekyones.com. Uh, thank you so much again to Michael from the Voice Vocal Alliance community for joining us to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Michael, where can we find you if you want to promote yourself? Oh, um, none right now. <laughs> all right, all right. No problem, no problem. Just a fanboy who really wanted to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. All right, no problem. Uh, Jude, uh, would you do the honors of the social media? So you can find us on Facebook, uh, where you're watching us right now. Yep. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, where we do live tweets of <clears throat> wrestling events for the most part. And other stuff um there's also our instagram where we post our episode announcements and a lot of other you know geeky stories you can also check out behind the scenes there some <clears> stuff <throat> you know just uh, little ways to share and promote our content and you can find us on the geekywants.com where we have our blogs for each episode we do some reviews we you know it's another extension of our love for geeky things uh, online and then you can listen to our podcast on spotify and anchor our home platform um we're on google podcasts and apple podcasts where we chart where we have charted recently it's kind of fun to see yeah it's super weird to say but we charted <laughs> somehow some way yeah, but yeah somehow um, some way and then there's also player.fm yep if you're on that but yeah, for the most part, you can listen to us for free. And of course, we're also on Twitch. You're also live on Twitch. So that's right. Apart from episodes, we do gaming stuff there. I'd yep. like to activate, reactivate my account there, so account on my PS4 so I can try and stream a bit. All right. So that is it for episode. Are we on 58 or 59? I lost track. Oh, wait. Let's make sure. <laughs> I think I put 50. I think I put 58. All right. So that's it for episode 58 of the Geeky Ones. Thanks again to Michael. Uh, for Jude, I'm Steven. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Mr. Speedy. Get 50 passes off when you place your first delivery with Mr. Speedy. When you use the code GeekyMrSpeedy. That's G-E-E-K-Y-M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y. You can book a delivery via their website, mrspeedy.ph, or download the Mr. Speedy app from the Apple App Store, Google Play, and Huawei Mobile Gallery. Available for Metro Manila, nearby provinces, and Cebu. That's G-E-E-K-Y-M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y to get 50 pesos off your first delivery on Mr. Speedy.